This episode of Managing Minds touches on issues around mental health. If it raises anything for you, there's always somewhere to turn, like beyondblue.org.au or you can call Lifeline on 13 You know, looking back in hindsight, the way that I was doing my job, I was really at the threshold of breaking point and that's going to affect the way you, you deal with people. Almost half of Australian workers say they've left a job because of a poor mental health environment. Over the last few years, with bushfires and floods, COVID, working from home, we're at a time when our collective thresholds are closer than most of us have ever experienced. We need to face mental health in the workplace now, more than ever. My name is Anna McAfee, and this is Managing Minds, a podcast series to help managers create a safe mental health environment. If we can educate people about the pathway of being well or unwell and and how to navigate out of that and what support is available, then it does start to normalise it. After studying psychology, I've spent my career working in recruitment and as a LinkedIn and community trainer. I've managed and been managed by all sorts of people in a wide range of environments. I understand that knowing what you should do and being able to do it aren't always the same thing. You might work for a big organisation and be wedged between leadership and the team you manage. Maybe you want to try to change things but feel powerless to do so. Once an escalation point gets triggered, that middle manager essentially loses all power or drive to be able to do what they feel they need to do for the worker. Or you might work in a small business and feel like you're on the edge of becoming burnt out yourself. Overwork can come from both having a lot of external pressures, so having a lot of demands placed on you by others, but it can also come from within. Wherever you're working, do you think you could improve the environment you're in? Evidence tells us that the single greatest predictor for injured workers to stay at work or to return to work is their direct supervisor. So the support that that middle management plays is critical. One organisation that was hit hard by mental health challenges recently was the New South Wales Rural Fire Service. Firefighters and support crews saw some devastating and terrifying things during the 2019-2020 summer. At that time, the Commissioner of New South Wales RFS was Shane Fitzsimmons. He's since left that organisation to become the Commissioner of Resilience New South Wales. I think one of the most confronting conversations I've had is marking some anniversaries as we came into the end of 2020 and early into 2021 particularly around the loss of life of some of our firefighters. I remember talking to my colleague and I, and I said, how are you going? Are you getting that support and help? And he said, yeah, it's making a real difference. I didn't realise how I was shutting out my wife so much and the kids. Things are going a lot better there. He said, I'm much better back at work and connecting with the volunteers and it's really making a difference. It was emotional. There was tears at both ends of the phone. And I said, I'm really proud of you, mate. That's fantastic. Um, and we were just about to part ways on the conversation. And, and he said, before you go, Shane, you've got to promise me something. I said, what's that? He said, I don't want you to tell anybody that I'm getting help. I said, what do you mean? I said, we've been promoting help. We're all talking to different people and and getting the guidance and support that we need. And he said, yeah, but I don't want people to judge me. (laughs) 
it absolutely floored me that given what we've been through, given where we've all moved to as a society, there is still this stigma, there is still this apprehension. So my message and my plea, despite how far we've come, um, there's so much more for us to do. Let's be frank. For many workplaces, managing mental health can be a box-ticking exercise. But don't forget, there are people behind those boxes. Like a firefighter who feels ashamed to reveal that they needed help to work through the incredible trauma they've faced. In episode one, we'll talk to Dr. Katrina Sanders, the Chief Medical Officer for the Australian Federal Police. Mental or physical illness is illness. And it could be your daughter, your spouse, your parent, your loved one. And you would expect, and rightly so, that they were well supported in their workplace. I think you can talk about resourcing, you can talk about the financial benefits, you can talk about the productivity and the cultural uplift that comes with it. But there is a human at the end of this. And this is a a health crisis that is not going away. When you think about the place you work, how does it approach mental health? Do people hide their experiences or do they feel comfortable coming forward? At its simplest, that is what a mentally healthy workplace is all about. A healthy workplace is one with compassion and empathy, but within, you know, the appropriate um, responsibilities that they have as an employer. They're not a mental health service and a place where these things are not considered any more difficult to talk about than, you know, the, the time when I fractured my heel and had to go to work and return to work in a moon boot and on crutches. Supporting your team's mental health may sound daunting, but it doesn't need to be. In fact, it may be as simple as starting by looking after yourself and modelling that for the people around you. Dr James Donnelly is a lecturer in psychology at Southern Cross University and a practising psychologist. That idea of modelling self-care is really essential. So we talk about creating a culture where taking care of yourself is expected maybe because it makes for better employees and greater productivity, but it also it sends the message that we care about you as an individual, not just what you can produce. I think for a long time, the model was heroic leadership. So the boss is always talking about, I was in here at 6.30, didn't get out of here until 8. I did some work on the weekends, had to cancel, couldn't go to my son's birthday party because I was in the office. That kind of message, the top companies just don't encourage that anymore. Over the next five episodes, we're going to speak to experts from across Australia to explore some simple ways you can make a difference to mental health at your work. From burnout to culture change and bullying to returning to work. You can find extra links to resources and other information on our website, managingmindspodcast.com.au and also on our LinkedIn page. We'll leave you with some words of wisdom from Commissioner Shane Fitzsimmons the end of the day we are human and despite what we might think 
uh, it is okay to have days when we're going okay, and it is okay to have days when we're not going okay, but we ought not to think that the person that's got a good facade up, you know, across the way from us is not dealing and processing in their own way. The emotions and feelings, particularly uh, arising out of some of the most extraordinary events like we've seen uh, in the last 18 months to two years. Managing Minds is a headline productions podcast made in partnership with the State Insurance Regulatory Authority. Our host is Anna McAfee. This series has been produced and edited by Simon Portis. Fact-checking is done by Dr James Donnelly and the executive producer is me, Liz Keane.